It is Super Bowl weekend, and although Chicago's team is not part of this year's event, I'd plan to do a Bears-related episode. That is until one of my favorite podcasters beat me to it. Tony Thaxton is a podcast host, producer, and engineer who played drums in the band Motion City Soundtrack for more than a decade and has lent his percussion skills to Amy Mann, Weird Al Yankovic, Ted Leo, Braid, and Paul F. Tompkins. Tony's podcast, Bizarre Albums, explores music's weirder side and few Chicago-based musical offerings are stranger than the one featured today. Instead of recreating the podcast episode wheel, I decided to reach out to Tony, and he generously agreed to let me use his episode. Please enjoy Bizarre Singles, the story of the Chicago Bears' shuffling cruise, the Super Bowl Shuffle. I'm Tommy Henry, and this is the Chicago History Podcast. Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great song. But I also love those strange songs that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Singles. That's a song called The Heat in Me by Linda Clifford from 1985. Though she'd been releasing music since 1972, Clifford had bounced around several different labels, and by 1985, she was on a small label called Red Label Records out of Chicago. The label was owned by Richard Meyer. Meyer had come from the advertising world where he excelled. In 1977, he'd become president and CEO of the Joven Incorporated Perfume Company, is it Joven? It might be Hoven. I'm not sure. Just bear with me. Under his leadership, their sales quadrupled. In 1981, he made Joven Presents the Rolling Stones happen, the first time there had ever been corporate sponsorship on a rock and roll tour. Richard Meyer had met Chicago Bears wide receiver Willie Galt. In addition to playing football, Galt was also trying to have an acting career, and he had met Meyer through his agent. Meyer asked Galt to appear in Linda Clifford's The Heat and Me video as a fireman. After the video shoot, Meyer threw out the idea to Galt about a Chicago Bears music video. In 1985, the Chicago Bears were not only a phenomenon on the field, they were a pop culture phenomenon. To the man who gave new meaning to the word big, who ate 72 hamburgers at halftime, to William the Refrigerator Perry, the Mr. Big Napkin Award. It was just a snack. To the man who single-handedly wiped up the NFL, the Mr. Big Paper Towel Award. It took both hands. A man so big, yet so gentle. The Mr. Big Bath Tissue Award. Imagine, from Mr. Refrigerator to Mr. Big. Easy fridge. Rookie William the Refrigerator Perry was showing up in lots of commercials. Even head coach Mike Ditka was popping up in commercials too. They had, at the time, the NFL's all-time rushing leader, Walter Payton. And they had what's perhaps the most dominant defense in the history of the NFL. And they also had a quarterback nicknamed the Punky QB, who was known equally for his on-field play and his troublemaking. 
Here he is on Late Night with David Letterman in 1985. Listen, now let's talk about the headband. Tell me the beginning of the headband. Well, I've been wearing Adidas for four years now, and I started wearing their headband. They brought one out. Uh... Oh, they make a fine headband, don't they? <laughs> I just don't like the helmet rubbing on my head. So, uh, yeah. from, from a practical standpoint, you needed something to comfort your head. Sure, right. okay. So I started wearing it, and I got a, a $5,000 fine from the commissioner for wearing it two weeks ago. And uh, our uh, owner, Mike McCaskey, asked me not to wear the Adidas right. headband for the previous game, yeah. or the last game. So I decided not to wear that one, but I made one of them. Made your own. Made my own. It was very funny. I did, got it for you. Here. Oh, you brought the headband? Yeah. Did, it, did anybody tell you not to wear this headband, the Roselle no, headband? No, they love this one. Yeah. Here's my Roselle one. The headband they're referring to was just a white headband that he wrote Roselle on in honor of Pete Roselle, the NFL's commissioner at the time who had fined McMahon. In the oral history of the Super Bowl shuffle, Willie Galt told Grantland in 2013, quote, We were so big that year. There had been the Black and Blues Brothers poster for the linemen and a lot of commercials, so it wasn't against the room to do this. It was just like a commercial almost, except that this would be for charity. Everyone in the video would be paid some nominal fee, but the main purpose was that we would give the money to the neediest families in Chicago. Red Label agreed to that. End quote. Richard A. Tufo was lined up as one of the song's producers. Tufo had been an arranger and a keyboard player for Curtis Mayfield. The other producer was Bobby Daniels. Daniels was Kenny Rogers' drummer for 12 years, even playing on perhaps Rogers' best-known song. Right. You got to know when the whole That's right, the co-writer of the Super Bowl Shuffle played drums on The Gambler. Daniels came up with the song's groove on a Lin 9000 drum machine. The original intent was for the song to be based off a bit from the old Amos and Andy show with a character called Kingfish. It was going to be an Amos and Andy rap called the Kingfish Shuffle. After they sent the Kingfish Shuffle to Red Label, the label turned it down. But Richard Meyer heard it, and he told Willie Galt that he had an idea. And it was now Willie Galt's job to see if he could get any of his teammates on board to record a song. Galt ended up getting 10 of his teammates, some more reluctant than others, to agree to record the song. There are uncredited background singers singing the chorus with Bears singers singing over the top of them. The song was credited to the Chicago Bears shuffling crew, which consisted of Willie Galt, Mike Richardson, Gary Fensick, Jim McMahon, Steve Fuller, Otis Wilson, Mike Singletary, William the Refrigerator Perry, future Super Bowl XX MVP Richard Dent, and Walter Payton. Payton was no stranger to music. He was a singer, drummer, and bass player already. Here's a clip of Peyton playing drums and singing lead vocals with the Chicago Six, 
a so-called supergroup consisting of three Chicago Bears and three Chicago Blackhawks in 1987 from foundfootagefest.com. Players had not actually told the team's owners or their head coach, Mike Ditka, that they had recorded the song until it was already done and they were planning a music video. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life can feel overwhelming. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to that best version of yourself and help you feel empowered. And you'll be more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. And therapy helps me with things I didn't even know were things. And sometimes things that I think are things aren't even things. Was that a good sentence? My point is, even if you think you don't need it, therapy can help. If you've considered therapy, BetterHelp is a great place to start. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and completely online. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't like that therapist... You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bizarre today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Bizarre. Do you want to make your own podcast? Well, guess what? You can using Anchor. Anchor is free. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And now, they've even added a feature where you can add any song from Spotify directly into your episodes, so the possibilities are endless. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. They planned to shoot the music video the day after their Monday night football game against the Miami Dolphins. The only teammates that Galt had asked to appear on the song and said no were Dan Hampton and Steve McMichael. They both didn't want to do it because of superstition or just seeming too boastful. They may have been onto something. That game against Miami would be their first and only loss of the entire 1985 season. I gotta get ready for the Sunday fight. Now, I'm as smooth as a chocolate swirl. I dance a little funky, so watch me, girl. There's no one here that doesn't like me. My Super Bowl shuffle will set you free. Galt had let the entire team know about the video and invited anyone to take part that wanted to, even if they didn't sing on the recording. Despite the loss, most of the players still showed up for the video shoot the next day. Walter Payton and Jim McMahon didn't film their scenes for a few more days. 
They filmed in front of a green screen and were cut into the video later. The video was directed by Dave Thompson. Along with the Chicago Bears shuffling crew doing some loose choreography, there were now additional players pretending to be the backing band, even including punter Maury Buford wearing a hat and sunglasses playing the cowbell. I'm the punky QB known as McMahon. When I hit the turf, I've got no plan. I just throw my body all over the field. I can't dance, but I can throw the field. I motivate the cats I like to tease. I play so cool, I aim to please. That's why you all got here on the double to catch me doing the Super Bowl shuffle. A mama's boy. And the song became a hit. It went gold pretty quickly, and it ended up selling over 700,000 copies. There was also a VHS tape that accompanied it that sold over 170,000 copies. But the song wasn't entirely about the Bears. It actually states on the record company that a substantial portion of the proceeds from this record will be donated to help feed Chicago's neediest families. And that's something that ended up being a bit of a controversy later, as no particular percentage had been agreed upon in advance. But eventually over $300,000 in profits from the song and music video was donated to the Chicago Community Trust. Willie Galt told the Chicago Tribune, quote, If you listen to the record, it doesn't say we're going to the Super Bowl. We didn't say we were going to win the Super Bowl. It said we were going to do a dance, and it's the Super Bowl shuffle. End quote. But they did. The Bears shut out their opponents in both playoff games on their way to the 46-10 win over the New England Patriots in Super Bowl XX, and at that time it was the highest-rated Super Bowl in history. Leading up to the Super Bowl, in response to the Super Bowl shuffle, New England released a song of their own, though not actually performed by the Patriots. It's credited to the soundtrack studio singers. They beat the Jets and became contenders And we cheered them on Then they beat those Miami pretenders And the jinx was gone Still on the down and around They can we go that far Just let us stay for the record There's no stop in this rising sky England The Patriots Believe it or not, that song and the Super Bowl Shuffle were played heavily on MTV leading up to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl Shuffle peaked at number 41 on the Billboard Hot 100 in February of 1986. Maybe even the most surprising thing? At the 1987 Grammy Awards, the nominees for Best R&B Performance by a Duo or Group were Kiss by Prince and the Revolution, Promise by Chardet, Raisin Hell by Run DMC, Real Love by Ashford and Simpson, Word Up by Cameo, and The Super Bowl Shuffle by the Chicago Bears Shuffling Crew. But not surprisingly, Prince won. Alright, before wrapping up here, let me circle back to the song's co-producer and co-writer Bobby Daniels. As I said earlier, he was Kenny Rogers' drummer for 12 years. Well, on August 15th, 1988, Bobby Daniels allegedly shot and killed his ex-wife, Sylvia Coakley, after a domestic fight. And on July 27, 1989, he was found guilty in Nashville for murder 
and sentenced to 35 years in prison. Seriously. The guy who co-wrote the Super Bowl shuffle and played drums on The Gambler. What else can I say? I That's it's a weird way to end, but it's it's what my research has told me. See you guys soon. You're looking at the fridge, I'm the rookie. I may be lost, but I'm no dumb cookie. You see me hit, you see me run. When I kick it past, we'll have more fun. I can dance, you will see. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Faxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. listening to Bizarre Singles, the story of the Chicago Bears shuffling crews, the Super Bowl shuffle. Special thanks to Tony Thaxton, host of Bizarre Albums, for letting me use his episode. Bizarre Albums can be found on all podcast platforms and is a great listen. Much of the original art for the Chicago History Podcast used on the social media pages was created by John K. Schneider, always fantastic JKS. He can be found at JKS on Instagram or via email at angeleyesartjks at gmail.com. I will be back soon with more stories from Chicago's history. Until then, get out and explore when possible. Learn more about whatever city you live in and stay safe.